On my talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March, and I am here with my cohort today as Molly Herman. Good morning. Good morning. And we have Grant on the mic. What's up, guys? How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks. Are for you asking. good? Yeah, it's good to be here on a Saturday with you guys. It's I don't nice. To, I don't get to see you much, so it's I know, nice. I know. We we read each other like like literally. It's probably been months and months and months and months. Yeah. You're like big time now though, so no. You're barely a weekend guy anymore. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> I'm here whenever anybody needs me. It's that's true, you sure. are. Yeah, and that's so, awesome. Appreciate so thank it. you. So I'm going to actually tee you up first. Actually, I want to know, what did you eat this weekend that was great, or this week that was great? This week that yeah. was great. Um, I had some good chicken taco salad Ooh. that I made at home, and okay. some chili that I made myself, which was kind of nice. So. I was walking in today thinking it might be a chili it day. It is yeah. a good day for so, Feels like a good yeah, one. I had some chili this week that, that I made myself. I've been getting into making my own meals lately, because a lot. Uh, I do a lot of eating in the cafeteria here sure, at work. Sure, sure. I know what that's it's like. convenient. But yeah. Trying to make some stuff myself, so I had some chicken taco salad, and uh, that chili was delicious. Okay, so you're you're gonna you're be you're gonna be listening today. Yeah. Just... Oh, this is a great show. <laughs> okay. Absolutely, All right. active this participant. Food is my favorite thing, other than uh, something we can't talk about. Okay, right now, well, right yeah, now. well, and it is Saturday morning, so people aren't really ready for that. Yeah, <laughs> wrong show. Wrong show. We do that Saturday wrong night. Show, yeah, maybe Monday with Lori <laughs> Different and Julia. Show. Yeah. yeah. All right, Miles, what did you eat this week? That was good. Uh, I actually had a lovely lunch yesterday at Chimborazo. Chimborazo. Oh yeah, Chimborazo. Uh, over on Central Avenue. Yeah. I haven't been there in a long time. And I took uh, our Ecuadorian, right? Yep. Ecuadorian. Yep. And uh, she'd never been there. And we had a we had a nice little lunch. I love it when you go out to eat with food people because you just... Wait, who'd you go with? Janine. Oh, Janine. Uh, Janine Hollick. Yep. With, from Hot uh, Indian. Hot Indian. And, uh, you know, we just order a bunch of stuff and taste it all. Right? Yeah. And it was really good. Really good. What did you... Do you remember what you had? Um, I can't pronounce it. <laughs> That's okay. We <laughs> are, we are pronouncing it. We are always learning on this show. Right? Yeah. Um, one of my favorite <clears throat> things was actually, it was this like egg that they put down. Um, not really a fried egg. It was just like a, like a scratched egg. You know what I mean? Scratched. Like, well, you, you call it scratched egg. Scratched. Where they scratch, I scratched the yolk. And so it's like, yeah, okay. Flat, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then it was a potato pancake that had cheese inside and it came with like these pickled onions and tomatoes and a peanut sauce. Oh, and it sounds, sounds like, like a pupusa strange combination, but it was really, really good. <clears throat> Interesting. I'm, yeah. I'm down for that. Um, okay. So that was, a, that was brunch or was that, that was lunch yesterday. <clears throat> I, I can at least remember lunch yesterday. That's yes. amazing. That's amazing. Uh, and then I had, you know, epic eating uh, last week. Yes, you did. We're going to talk about that yeah. coming up because Molly did go to Chicago and she went on a food tour of Chicago, basically. So and that's always a good thing to chat about because we all that's a very close city that we should be going to. I feel like more often Absolutely. every time I go, I feel like I'm like, why am I not going more often? It's like a huge city. Yeah, it's quick to get there. I know. All right. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, I have been uh, craving Girl Scout cookies and... Have you not? You're not a sweet person. I know, but the Thin Mints. It's just the Thin Mints. Oh, okay. It's really just the Thin Mints for me. Do you freeze them? Or do you, I do freeze you them. Do freeze them? Okay. I need them in the freezer. But I was thinking about it, and I was trying to find friends. Like I've And I've driven by, like, like on my way to things, there's, like, some girls set up outside a cub or, you know, and I love that. But 
I don't. I also was thinking, I if there's like friends of mine who have kids who are selling sure. them, I try to support. support their troop. Yeah. So I sent out a message to one of my friends, and she said, you know, she's like, well, I have to actually make her call you or email you or something because that's her job. And I was very proud of that. You well, know, and it is that's the thing. Is there like you said, there's been some backlash, right? On Girl Scouts, so it right. teaches them how to do things. Though so this is, I didn't realize though that people would be mean enough to yell at Girl Scouts. I guess I am still living in the cherry glasses, you know, sunshiny world. This is why we can't have nice things. I think this is it, and it's apparently people are yelling at them because they're not healthy. And I, and I, <laughs> I just laugh at that really because I'm sure that that person doesn't like yell at the dairy case, you know, for the ice cream that's in there, and they don't like. <laughs> You know, they're not at a restaurant and then screaming at the waitress because there's a chocolate cake on the menu. Well, you know, yelling, yelling at Girl Scouts is also healthy behavior. This Let's is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Right. <laughs> but apparently, and here's another way that I thought about it. Someone highlighted this and there was a tweet, you know, from someone. Um, and the, it made me think about it because in truth, I, I've seen the pay, behavior and I've probably done it myself where you're like, oh, I really should only get two bo- one box so that I don't eat, you know, like all of it. And you're basically... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, trying to like, I mean, it's like you're sort of imposing this weird idea that, and you know, like an eating, not an eating disorder, but like sort of disordered eating onto right. that, onto these little girls who are standing there. Like, I'm too fat, but I really, really do want these. So I'm going to buy three boxes and binge yeah. them at home. Bye. Or I just want to support you. So here's my, well, I'm saying say yeah. that, but yeah. I'm just saying the problem is like most of us, we do this in a way that is, you know, sort of self-conscious. Well, and we're trying to ease our own conscience. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I finally understand that maybe these seven-year-old girls don't need to be... That, is, that <laughs> behavior doesn't neuroses. need to be... Yes. <laughs> maybe we can keep our uh, neuroses packed up for just 10 minutes. I don't know. Can we? Can we? Can we really? Not really. No. So AJ had a... Um, my son, AJ, had a revelation the other day that I had no idea about. But yeah. you can buy Girl Scout cookies online all year long for five dollars did not know that and all year all year and you can enter your zip code and it will go to your local troop and it will be delivered to you where where is this i i I put the link up grant i think i put it on the grid okay if you want to i see become a girl scout i i I see that they want me to join them but oh maybe maybe the link takes you there automatically but there is a you can buy or shop oh i see it does say shop yep oh shop your girl scout cookie collectibles Mm -hmm. i don't see girl scout cookies oh girl scout favorites i don't know um keep 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 going okay here badges programs outdoor sale I don't know. Well, we'll look. We're we'll gonna, see. We're going we're gonna, to... Um, oh, Girl Scout cookies. This. I see collectibles, but I don't see Girl Scout cookies. No, it was the shop button up at the top. Yeah, that's what I'm in. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. Okay, we'll figure, we'll figure it out. Regardless, you can too, buy yeah. Girl Scout cookies online for $5 and still support your local troop. Okay. If you don't know any Girl Scouts in your area that you want to support personally. Okay. Um, that seems like that would be... That would be... Oh, okay, I'm just going to see. Find cookies. Um, <clears throat> I do think that there is something about, oh, wait, buy cookies. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm down like digging in. Now I'm like, <laughs> all in, like down the Girl Scout cookies are now shipping nationwide. I see this. Yeah. 
Okay, but I hope it's only like during a specific time. I would hope that that would be like I love a seasonality of something. You know what I mean? Like I look forward to spring for Girl Scout cookie season. Like I don't want them in December. But there are people that do, Stephanie. I understand. I just hope for the I mean, sake of like. But I also understand about marketability. I understand that limiting something like this makes it a desired thing more than if you can just have it whenever you want it. That's true. You know what I'm saying? That's why Surly Darkness was such a hit because, you know, like they were like, oh, there's only 20, you know. However, however, don't you think this is probably something they did during the pandemic when they couldn't stand out and sell them? Oh, sure. To still raise money. And, you know, if it was that successful, then why not keep that portion of it? Sure. I mean, yes. I'm just a person who wants to keep some traditions. Okay. I was a girl who waited until three o'clock. I mean, like it was like you had to wait till Friday at three o'clock. And then it was like. At the at like the stroke of three, I was sitting there with my form, and I ran out my front door so I could get my neighborhood before, well, a my sister, but b anybody else did. Like I was, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm going, and like I remember that feeling of like, like waiting and then going and then knocking on all the doors and saying like, hi, did you want to buy some Girl Scout cookies? And I loved it. You're also a little competitive. I'm so competitive. I'm getting better. <laughs> Are you though? I am. <laughs> I have to be. <laughs> we love, people we think love I'm a narcissist. Anyway. We love you. Oh gosh, <laughs> you're you're far from that. Anyway, so okay, well, great. I think that if you're out there, and if you guys want to send me a link to your daughter's, like, or if maybe you're out and about today on this rainy, weird, crunchy, weathery day, I slickery. It's slickery out there. I'm not saying I won't stop by. I mean, I have five dollars. How much are Girl Scout cookies now? Five bucks. Are they, they five, five bucks, bucks per box? Five bucks. Yeah, five bucks a box. I just bought some. At Ridgedale, they had a little kiosk, and this cute girl sold me on the new cookie. She had this. What's whole, the new one? The new one. It's there's like a chocolate chip gluten free one. Yeah. And then oh. there's a new one. I can't remember the name, but it's kind of like it's got a caramel center and a chocolate outside, and it's supposed to be like a caramel brownie flavor to oh. it. Oh. And sh- that's what she sold me on. Was she went? Th- it was her favorite, but it was so adorable. She had this whole sales pitch, and she was maybe, you know, five six years old. Yeah. So right. Right. What's your normal? Girl Scout cookie standby. Like, what's yeah. your, what's your flavor? mint or peanut butter patties? I am a big tagalong is the original name. The tagalong. tagalong. I'm a Samoa girl. Okay, Samoas are good too. I suppose the the, the, the coconut, coconut chocolate. Yeah, no. no, that's to me is like that to me is like I don't even know. I like I'm like, what is this doing here? What Here's are we doing the thing, with this? Is that Samoas? They're kind of rich, so you you don't eat the whole box. Like, oh, you can instead of an entire mints. sleeve so of thin yeah. mints that yeah, it, like go right into it, my face, it's like natural portion control. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I do like those peanut butter cookies, like a little bit, like, you know, and actually the shortbreads, like the original mm-hmm. little, like, shortbreads. Yeah. Those suckers are great with peanut butter. You dip them into your peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And so then I make a peanut butter. There's cookie. the pro tip right there. There's a pro tip. All right, kids, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. When we come back, we have got, we're going to talk about Molly's Chicago trip because I think Food Town, you know, Shy Town is a good food town. Yeah. So we, we have a great, we're going to talk butcher boards today, you guys. We've got some martini madness. We've got some fish fry in the second hour. So stay tuned. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071, brought to you by Knob Creek. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March. I'm here with Molly Herman today. Guten Morgen. Guten Morgen, who is she? Is the, uh, she's the, I don't know what your title is. My unofficial title is Director of Fun. Director of Fun at Malcolm Yards Market. <laughs> I like this. Community outreach and events is, yeah. is the official title. Okay. I like Director of Fun. Director of Fun kind of works for you. The Julie McCoy. It is. Of, you are the Julie uh, McCoy for a Malcolm certain Williams. generation who recognizes what that right? is. That was my aspiration <laughs> when I used to play, you know, way back in Florida and like backyard pool yeah. with April Crutchfield, my neighbor. 
we would fight over who got to be Julie McCoy when we played Love Boat. Wouldn't that be weird if she was listening right now? Like some random <laughs> way she odds? was tuning into the weekly yeah, edition. She's she like, wait a minute. There. I don't know. She's still in Florida. Um, okay, so you are, as director of fun, uh, one of the things that you, uh, I think, do, you know, one of the things that Malcolm Yards is doing right now is just like, I think you guys are, I mean, like, we all know I love Malcolm Yards, and it's just been such a great food hall, but I love the fact also that you are saying, let's go look at other places and see what they're doing and always improving the kind of fun that we can put out. Well, you know, and our owner, Patty Wall, is is really good about that. She's always wanting to, you know, let's look at what's next, what's next, level up. Um, and we, there were four of us that went down to Chicago and we tried six different food halls. I mean, and that's we like did some restaurants in between and, you know, I mean, it was a lot of eating, but so what's the main food hall in Chicago? If people are taking a little weekend trip down. Well, that's the interesting thing is there's a couple of different revival and timeout seem to be the one revival is the are, one that I always thought about. Yeah. Revival food hall. Um, and that's sort of in that North loop, not, it's not called North loop, the loop area, the loop, the loop. Um, and then Time Out is more in the Fulton yes. Market District. Okay. And they're just, they're two different vibes. Like, and so what's the Revival vibe? So Revival vibe is, um, it was nice. It was like bright, cozy hipster, like a lot of brass, a lot of plants, um, a lot of like white marble. Um, and, okay. And it was, it was comfortable to like be there. There were a lot of food halls that are struggling, you guys. I mean, really? that was the other thing to see. So when we were down there, Chicago was still under max, yeah. max, a mask and vax, uh, max vaccine, mask. Yeah. Vaccine mandate. And so, you know, food halls had shortened their hours. There were stalls that were closed, um, which, you know, individual businesses are, you know, they're owned individually inside of there most of the time. And so you just don't know what that dynamic was. Are they closed permanently or were they just, you know, off that day? We were there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And so it was, you know, some of it was was not great. Right. Um, so Revival Food Hall, like I said, is sort of that like hipster um, hangout, have coffee. You can roll into cocktails very easily. People laptoping all around? Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And then Time Out is a it's a global brand actually. Yeah. And so that's more a little more nightclubby, like you know, lots of black, the huge, the biggest like TV screen I've ever seen. Oh. I think. Um, and lots of everything was open there, um, food stall wise. So lots of you know choices, and they okay. had um, you know cocktails, beer, wine, all over the place. Um, nope, one central bar. That seems to be the thing with food halls. Yeah, and then they had event space upstairs with like a demo kitchen and things like that, which was really cool. Okay, so there were two, like I said, two very different vibes. Those were my favorite to go to. The other ones were a little bit lackluster. But here's what I'll tell you: is that you guys in the Twin Cities, our food halls are killing it. Like really, the comparatively, level of huh? Food that we have here in the Twin Cities, and of course, I, I'm biased for Malcolm Yards. <laughs> but I mean, you know, Gray's and um, the Galley and Keg and Case. I mean, the food that we have here. Yeah, well, our food makers are amazing. They really are, and that was something that was just brought home with that trip is how how fortunate we are with our food scene here. And again, you know, looking at it through the lens of Malcolm Yards, we're like, oh man, the talent that we have and the level of food that they're putting out far surpassed what we had uh, in Chicago. That's great. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was it was very uh, it was nicely validating. Okay. And then, and do you think those places are worth a visit? I mean, like you would go and direct people, or would you say, you know. Like you could skip them or I think it depends on what you're if you're with a big 
crowd or you're with a um, your family with like all different ages and all different people that, you know, that have different things that they want to eat. Food hall is the perfect way to do that. Yeah, right? I do too. And the the bummer part of this was like Revival was closing at three because they're closer to downtown. Oh, so right? they're doing like daytime and office building stuff. And, and I'm sure their nighttime is going to come back, but it hadn't yet. It hasn't yet. Okay. Yeah, and timeout was open for their regular hours and you could see that that, that was going to be a big happy hour dinner spot. Got it. Um, and they had like DJs, you know, coming at night and that kind of thing. More, much more nightclubby. Would you guys, you guys don't have any TVs? You Do you have any? We have three. We have TVs? three TVs. Yeah, three 80 inch TVs. In Where? There. In the back? Uh, there's one in the machine shop, sort of that more private area. And then we have two in the blueprint room in the very back. Oh, isn't that funny? I have no idea. Well, you don't usually go there I to watch TV. I don't come to watch TV. No, I come to eat and drink. I sit at the bar. Um, okay, so where else did you eat in Chicago? So we ate also at Perilla, which is a Korean barbecue place, which mm-hmm. was really fun because we don't have legislation here in Minnesota. You're not allowed to cook at the table. Oh, really? Right? You can't have the... Do you, have, do you know a Korean barbecue place here? Well, where you have isn't the Hoban the like the hibachis? So it's not hibachi, you're saying? No. Like you're like it has the, the grill in the table. Oh, uh, and so we got to do that, which was really fun. Um, I will say we got like we got two different beefs. We got a wagyu, mm-hmm. and we got a, a sirloin. Yeah, and I liked the sirloin better. I don't know why. Really? Yeah. Which wag- really- Do you know if you got American wagyu or if you got actual Japanese Ooh, wagyu good or Australian wagyu? Because those are all different. Honestly, I think it might have been Australian wagyu. Yeah. And then do you know, so then was it like raw and then you cooked it like yes, a little so bit they come, on the it comes raw, fire? And then you they give you like a little knob of beef tallow that you sort of... Um, was it a flat sort, top then? It was sort of a, a domed flat. Okay. Does that make sense? Like it, you could put your vegetables along the outside and there were like some vents that uh-huh. the vegetables were going to take longer. I think we do have one of these here. And then, well, let me know where. In Minneapolis, we don't. I think we do. Minneapolis I think proper? it's that Giu, 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 that one over by Lynn... Kind of by Lynn Lake area. It's G-U or G-Y-U-K-A-N, maybe? Yukon or something okay, like that? We'll do some re- I'll look it up. We'll do some recon. On yeah, some Yukon recon on Yukon. <laughs> anyway, and then you put, you, know, you put the beef tallow on there, and then you um, just lightly sear your meat on both sides to, to the doneness that you want. Right? Okay. And uh, so it's really, really fast and quick. And then they had all these sides. The best thing that I had to eat there was this kimchi stew. Oh. It was really good. It had like... Um, rice cakes you know like the um the smooth rice cakes not the the dried like, yeah fitness food <laughs> <laughs> not, not the popcorn like sort of the dumpling right? wafers right so it had rice cakes and noodles and um tofu and kimchi and it was just i couldn't get enough of it oh my god it was really good oh i love it i love it yeah so we did perilla and then the other thing that we got to do and i i think the this is a silver lining of the pandemic i guess is Somehow we were able to get the five course cocktail uh, reservations at the Aviary. Oh, really? And those Which are is real hard to come by. So Alinea's uh, cocktail sister. Yep. And um, I honestly, I went in. We have such a great cocktail scene. We really here do. That's I know that I was like I. I wasn't. I didn't think I was going to be like super impressed with anything. I thought it was going to be great, but yeah. I wasn't going to be like something blows me away. Yeah. Oh my gosh! There's a drink I can't stop thinking about. It was this banana curry sour, and it was just Ooh. amazing. I will Ooh. be thinking about this drink a long time. Banana curry sour. See if we can get someone to make that for us up here. Right? Rob Jones. Yeah, Rob Jones. Rob Jones. You're Rob being Jones. paged. You're on. You're being paged. Um, okay, we're gonna take a quick break, you guys. Thanks, Molly, for that rundown of your Chicago eats. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about butcher block cutting boards. 
We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. That is such a great song. <laughs> Can we just get a hey for that song? Yeah. Yes. I mean, I just love that song. Is, is there a Dua Lipa concert this weekend or next weekend or something? I think that she is coming up here. I saw her at the Armory a couple years ago. Did you? She is a performer. She is fantastic on stage. But let me look it up for you. I'll check it out. Yeah, well, I feel like someone was asking me about places to eat downtown because they were coming mm. to see Dua Lipa. So yeah. I was like very, you know... Very, you know, I would love to see her. Where seriously. is the spot to eat downtown right now? Um, <laughs> things are still things are still a little bit well, on the. I said, time. yeah, I said that you know you should go check out the Northup because everything in the Northup is Open. banging. Yeah. yeah, and so I was like, you know, if you're, you know, you can easily walk from you can go to Billy Sushi and then you know sure. go head down and take a cab or an Uber from there to there. Yeah, or maybe he can take you in his little. Track His little Sherpa has. truck. I know. <laughs> She'll be I at the Target Center on Tuesday. Oh, on Tuesday. 7 30. Uh, yeah. So if you want to go out and check her out. Okay. Oh, and see, a lot of restaurants are closed Monday, Tuesday. But I know. I oh, I didn't even think about that. Backed open for well, those events. Target Center, I bet. I wonder if, like, even. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. I wonder who. Who, well, there's a lot of places that are opening now Tuesdays more than. I mean, they're closing they Mondays yeah. and they're kind of coming back on Tuesdays, especially with the warmer weather. Sure, I mean, like that. you know, Malcolm Yards, we closed on Mondays for winter, and we're going to be opening back up and probably by May. On by Mondays, May? Yeah. 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 Okay, good stuff. Um, we did happen to look up the Gyukaku, is what we're going to pretend to say. <laughs> G-Y-U-K-A-K-U. Gyukaku. And I don't know if that's how you say it or not, but it is in Lynn Lake, and they do have the sort of cook-at-your-table okay. thing, so we're going to have to go check that out. I don't know, man. Unless they've like redone it in some way to make it Minneapolis friendly, you know? Yeah. Which would be weird. I hope that they didn't. Um, anyway, so there you go. Uh, so I wanted to talk. I did get a message, you guys, from some, from a listener, um, who has, uh, she was wondering about, she was really thinking about butcher block cutting boards. Yep. And I was thinking that we should talk about this because I am, and I didn't even, like, I don't even think about how much I use my butcher block cutting boards. You use it all the time. I have two that sit out completely yeah. and utterly on my, like, I'd never not use them. So are there people who don't use, <laughs> who don't have cutting boards sitting on their counters? Yes, yes indeed. the answer is yes. I, I mean, I'm married to Keith Herman, where everything has to be off the counter, so mine does not sit on yes, the counter. Yes, well, you have a scientist. So. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I think that, well, when you when I saw that you wanted to talk about uh, butcher block cutting boards, there was a, like, two years ago, um, I was wanting to go make my own. Really? There's two places in the Twin Cities that you can go make your own. What? Molly Herman bringing the content? I know. What? Okay. And Grant, I put both of those links up. One was, um, it's called Minneapolis Make. They do yeah. classes. Yeah. And the other is the Northeast, uh, like, Arts Association. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so you can make your own So, we're block talking about board. Butcher Block. Oh, my gosh, you guys. The Northeast Minneapolis Arts Association, which is N-E-M-A dot N N E M A A dot org, just if you're happening to look it up right now. Um, their cutting boards are gorgeous. Look at the Aren't they wood. beautiful and you they can have, get different colors. Oh my god, they have like a, and then they are doing a rose quartz butcher board. Yeah. <gasps> oh my gosh, they have all sorts of crazy different like artworky things for these cutting boards. Like you can just go make your own. Well, and shout out to my organized scientist husband because when I saw that I was like, Keith. Where was that place that I asked you for a cutting board for Christmas uh, class oh. for Christmas? And he still had it in his notes. Wow. <laughs> wow. So it looks like there's, well, 
Okay, well, I'm hoping they still have them because I don't know. There looks like the class was at January one, the last one. <laughs> well, and I, like I said, I don't know when the you know their their class rolling out their classes a little bit less often than they used to. Yeah. So, but it, it, like, keep an eye on both of those places if you want to make your own. I think this it is interesting happen. because it's like a thirty-five dollar price for walks you step by step through process of cutting, creating a cutting board, demonstrating each step. When it's time to assemble your board, you'll pick out strips of wood and glue your own custom. Custom designed nine by five cutting boards, um, and then they're available for pickup a week after class. But thirty five bucks for a nine by five. That's if you want to do a bigger cheap. one, a twelve by nine, it's twenty bucks. That's really yeah. affordable. I mean, they're selling ones, you know, at for like two hundred dollars on like William Sonoma. Absolutely, that is so interesting. Well, I didn't so know what you did, could what do did that. Your listener want to know about the. The butcher blocks. I sort of took it over with the classes. No, that's saying. great. No, that's wonderful. See, so just wondering about like what's the best kind. Do you have any intel as a chef caterer? I mean, a lot person? of chefs use the booze board because they're they're b o o s. Okay. Um, stuff is looking it up right yeah. now, so we can get you that link. But you know, they're they're good quality, solid um, butcher board that's not going to sort of crack and warp. You know, if you get them too thin, I think that's a mistake that people make. Is that they want to spend less money, so they get a thin one, oh. and then it's it's more likely to warp and crack, um, depending on how you're using it. Don't ever put it in the dishwasher, um, and make sure that you're sort of oiling it every once in a while, so that you're filling in. You know, as you cut, you're you're creating scratches in the surface, right? And yes, that can harbor bacteria and things like that. So you want to make sure that you're getting like a beeswax on there every once in a while, and it fills those cracks in. A beeswax. Yeah, there's like a, a beeswax that you can rub on it. There's linseed oil you can do as well, but it, it helps moisturize the board and, and keep it a solid surface. I do have a, um, I have a tea tree and lavender oil oh, yeah. that, that I use too. to like disinfect because tea tree is a, you know, yep. disinfects it, but it, then it also conditions it a little bit. Absolutely. And I, that was a local product that I don't, I, the label is gone. And so I don't know whose it was. You can also um, sprinkle some kosher salt on there and then take half a lemon and rub the salt into the in yes. sort of scours. Can I be totally honest with you about something? It's going to, Go it might make Dr. Herman be a little bit <laughs> verklempt with me, but oftentimes I chop the garlic in the same space, right? Yes. Kind of in the same area of the board. Yeah. And then I have it over here when I'm doing all my stuff and running back and forth. Oftentimes in the morning when I'm making like a piece of toast, I take the toast directly out of the toaster and I set it right on that area that with the garlic essence. and it steams because it's all hot and sort yeah. of steamy. And then I put my butter on. I swear to God, it's infused with a little bit of the garlic. <laughs> and I'm not mad at that. It no, may be bad. I think that works. That but works for you. That's like a whole thing of like, I kind of look forward to that after I've had a, you know, like I've done a lot of cooking the night before. I don't necessarily, yeah. I wipe the board down, but I don't. Just don't put jam don't oil in the garlic. Anything. Yeah, no, no. But I'm aware. <laughs> like I'm aware. But I do think I do. So there's lots of thicknesses. And I would say right. that was one of the things that when I moved into this new house, I was like, well, I was worried where the level of my counter was compared because I have a sure, it probably is. a five inch thick round. Is it that thick? It's at least four inches. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a big, thick block. Yep. And so for me as a short person, like that's actually a harder it's you have to be aware of like where where your height. Yeah. Level, where your height, where you're standing. Is, yeah. And I think you also use your board a lot, your round one, that you sort of put things on it from the counter like, and sort of present it yeah. that way as well. Yeah. So you can use it in a couple of different ways. Yeah. And I, I just, for me, and actually I love butcher block countertops. Like I would mm -hmm. rather have a butcher block countertop than the granite that I have right now. And I know that that's, it's not practical in the way that 
it's never going to be perfect, like, again. And I'm fine with that. That's I actually love the character of wood, and I love the marking, and I right. love all of that. And not everybody does. And so, like, your water will warp it, and you're, you know, like, if it's next to the sink, you're, it's unless... It's going to be lived in. It's going to be lived in. And, well, and that's the thing. Like, when we redid our kitchen, I wanted marble countertops in there, and they tried to talk me out of it. They're like, they're going to, like, get rings and stuff. And I'm like, that's what I want. My house is 1927. Yeah. Like... It's I don't want it weird. to look like a brand new counter- countertop the entire time. Right. So, yeah, I'm all with you on the lived-in yeah. countertop look. I think it's great. And I do think, and I know that a couple people, you know, I, I were friends with, I was friends with, were talking, they were debating, and they were just like, they were like, I just can't handle the rings and, like, the watermarks and stuff. And I get yeah. that. But, you know, I also think that for me, like, being able to, like, I've had, you know, I was like, I have to do a quick chop. I don't have to go find a board or go, right? you know, it's like you kind of make your, it's just part of your kitchen. It is part of your kitchen and that's what the kitchen's for. And then I think if you're a heavy user and you're, that means you're also then washing it a lot and conditioning it a lot. Like it's part of a routine that you have right. to get in. But if you just want a little one, I will say I found one, a bamboo one mm. at um, Ikea for 20 bucks. Just make sure that when you find something like that, that it doesn't have a, of coating or a film on it that's going to dull your knives because sometimes they have a you know they put like a little protective coating on like a bamboo really board um and it'll it'll dull your knives really quickly interesting yeah it dulls your knives a coating huh yeah like if it's a polyurethane or something like that it's, it's gonna chip away at your i didn't even think about that edge. no yeah no the one at ikea is just you know like i mean it's it's and do you have any feelings of like bamboo versus maple or i know that the john boos usually are maple they're yes you know, like they're the, maple harder, harder wood yeah um i guess i don't i think that the bamboo i guess i've never really seen a really thick cutting board that's bamboo and so you know there's that. I think mine, I think I have a bamboo one and that I sort of have loved it. And it's been, I mean, it's been fine. Yeah. It's not super thick, but I guess I, I didn't realize that that was. Here's something else you can do is you can go to, we did this at Kitchen in the Market way back in the day is we went to Ikea and got one of their butcher block countertops. Yes. Cut to a size for us that covered like it covered our induction range when we didn't want to use it. Yeah. And it, it became like a countertop. So you can do that if you want like a, a custom size. Yeah. You can go and get, you know, a countertop, butcher block countertop cut to your custom size. Yeah. Okay. Use that. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And then I, I do love like, I know I'm going to get an island. Like I'm in the, you know, I'm going to move my yep. fridge over and I'm going to put an island in the middle. And that for sure will have to have butcher block counter or top on yeah. it to me. Like that to me, if you have an island, it should be like that. Yeah. And then it's just a rolling cutting board. Yeah. And yeah. serving station. And then what? And serving station. And serving station. That you can move over next to your barmoire. Yeah, to the barmoire. I have all <laughs> sorts of needs. Actually, yeah, I, there's a lot of... And I, I will say that if you want to go... If, you haven't, if you're not using wood blocks, you know, or wood chopping blocks, like, I think getting a $20 one from Ikea is a good way to, like, stage it in your house and, like, sit with it for, you know, like, or cook around it and with it for, like, See how two you're weeks. using it. And then see if that's, like, if it if it annoys you or if you get used to it, if it alters your patterns on how you do things mm-hmm. or if you have to sort of rearrange your kitchen to make it work, do it. But like 20 bucks for two weeks, I think is a good deal. Well, and I think also those uh, classes are a great gift for somebody. Oh, so I am, like Mother's I am Day and Father's Day, you know, we're going to make one talking about that, but I would go do one with Matt. Maybe Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. I like it. All right. So that's our butcher block top, you guys or a butcher block, butcher board, block board, butcher board, butcher block top, wood, 
Cutting board. <laughs> Don't know. Um, that's our talk about that. So we're going to take a quick break, you guys. We're going to come back. It is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. If you want to give us a call, 651-641-1071. Remember, Molly is a trained chef. And so if you have cooking questions, she is your source for this kind of good stuff. So we'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Molly Herman. And... We are in the Ask Stephanie and Molly portion of the show. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> and if you want to ask Grant things, too, you can. I mean, honestly. It's an open forum. It's an open forum. So give us a call, 651-641-1071. But, of course, we have Brian on the line. Hey, Brian. How's hey, it going? Doing well. Good. How are you? Good. Good. Things are good. Good. I need some pierogi knowledge. Okay. Well, where didn't the Ukrainian Center during the fish fries have them? They the do. Past? They do, and they have them again. The Ukrainian uh, Center in Northeast Minneapolis is doing the, both the pierogi. They're doing pierogi and fish fry. You can order one or both, and it's takeout only this year, but it's 14 bucks. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Is there anything that's not in Northeast? Um, there was a, There is a church that's doing a pierogi, but that's also kind of Columbia Heights, no, I think. I meant in general, because everything just... Oh. Northeast, and you, you'll find it. No, this is true. <laughs> right. I think that was a very... They, it, there was a gathering of uh, the Eastern Europeans up there for well, a reason. Doesn't, I live across the street have... from the Quarry Shopping Center, so... Oh, there. okay. Yeah, you're right there, man. Yep. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Brian. Bye. All right. We also have Patty on the line. Hey, Patty, what's going on today? I'm wondering um, if you had recommendations on, on where to get um, good fish. Um, where, where would be the best place to get really good fish for in cooking town? or eating? Yeah, are you looking to like? Are you looking to to cook with it? I'm looking to cook with it. Um, yes. And do you have a kind of fish? I'm just wondering, like, what kind? Of, like, are you just looking for an expert kind of thing? Um, well, I'm not into too many exotic things, but like mostly shrimp and uh, salmon and tilapia and uh, oh. Um, um, let me see here. Um, things like that. Okay. Okay. I think your best bet would be going to the new coastal seafoods over off of Minnehaha Avenue. I mean, in, in South Minneapolis, mm-hmm. they have this okay. uh, new store. Well, it's been a, a year at least. Yeah. But uh, they have a great variety of seafood and they also have um, experts there to help you figure out exactly what to do um, and how to cook it. And they have a little cafe area uh, and I believe they have classes there as well. Don't they stuff? Oh, uh, my goodness. I don't know if That's they... Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. I mean, it's literally, there's so much. And then they, not only do they have all this fresh fish out that you can look at, you can pick, you can say, like, I want this specific, you know, tuna, and I want this monkfish or whatever. They have a bunch of frozen fish that is, you know, been caught and then packaged and put in their freezer so that you can kind of, like, you don't have to buy the super fresh. You can have it so you can save it for later, too. And, Patty, they also have a really robust grocery portion. Yeah. That, That's you know, if, if they're telling you, hey, you should try this, this, and this, you might be able to get the ingredients right there um, instead of okay. having to make a separate trip to the grocery store. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Okay, you're welcome. All right, we also have Donna on the line. Hey, Donna, what's going on today? Well, I have a question. Okay. Um, yesterday I was making this light dessert with um, blueberries and strawberries and some lemon, zest and lemon, and then you made a cream kind of layer with, F20 cheese and yogurt, plain yogurt, and some lemon juice, and lemon rind, and some vanilla. So, and some honey to sweeten it. So, I made it up and I put it in the fridge, and then and I tasted it. I thought it tasted good. Then, six hours later, I went to serve it, and it tasted not good. 
I think the lemon juice might have reacted with the other ingredients. I didn't measure it. You were only supposed to put a teaspoon of lemon juice in there, and I just squeezed away. Could the lemon have curdled the yogurt, yogurt. or yep. mascarpone cheese? It would it would interfere with the yogurt before the mascarpone cheese. Yeah, for sure. And the and the yogurt has you know a higher water content unless you drained it to get that really really thick yogurt. So I use Greek yogurt, plain Greek. But. Yeah, but store store bought Greek yogurt is still has some water content to it. So it, it's okay. gonna it's gonna naturally start to separate as it sits. Um, and the the acid in the lemon juice wasn't helping that. So if I would have not put lemon in there or just put. I like actually read the recipe and just put the teaspoon in. Would you recommend if I made it again, don't put lemon in there? I would put lemon zest in there. So yeah. you're getting okay. the aromatics and the oil and you're not getting the, the actual acid from the juice okay. that would then affect um, your yogurt composition. Okay, it was a little embarrassing, but we all laughed. <laughs> I was going to say you probably, yeah, right? In the end, it's dessert. So, yeah, you know. Good morning experience. Thank you. All right. Well done, Donna. Okay. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, that's the whole curdling thing or the whole, like, I, and that's when I had uh, yogurt that I was trying to make the labna out of, which you just basically let it drain and sort of sit in your fridge and drain, and then it becomes a lot more like cream cheese. I was astounded. I was like, how much liquid comes out of it? Yeah. Yeah, even though it says Greek yogurt, store-bought Greek yogurt is still has quite a bit of water in it. Yeah, and I don't, you never, I don't notice it necessarily always because I eat the yogurt so fast. But if you do <laughs> let it sit in the back of your fridge, it does get a little it's a shoveling situation instead yeah. of a. Yeah. Hey, we have Nicole on the line as well. Nicole, are you there? Oh, Nicole, did we miss you? Guys, have any inside scoop on what could potentially be going into the birch steak? Is there action there? Well, you know what? They covered the windows a couple months ago, so I assumed that something was about to happen, but I I don't know. I have no intel right now. I really wish it was Birch opening back up. I, I know. Miss that place. <laughs> I don't know, but I will dig. I just thought that it had been sitting there, and it had a lot of people have walked through it, and a lot of people have rejected it. So I'm interested to see who that is. I'll do some digging. I'll let you know. Great. Thank you. Thanks, Nicole. Yeah, that's a hot space that everyone kind of is wondering about. I did get a call. Uh, there's a couple buildings that I did get, like, real estate people calling me saying, hey, do you know any restaurateurs? No, oh, it's being reversed now. I know. Right. And I was like, oh, I've got, I've, I mean, I, I think I know some people. And so I, I, might, I might have some people. I'm trying to hook some people up with some things. It was not that space, to be clear, but I'm not going to outwear You're like the real estate tender. Like, yeah, I, right. Tender. I'm sort of like, oh, <laughs> listen, if we can just connect humans, I just want to be the connector. That's I all like I that. want to do is connect humans to things that Agreed. make them happy. Yes. That's and in turn, make us happy because we'll have yummy, yummy restaurants. Right. Give you guys yummy places to go. That's kind of the whole point, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think so. Um, okay. I just wanted to do shout out one thing before we were getting going. Um, I wanted to talk about this Airbnb thing. Have you heard about this? Yes. Uh, you you say what you need to say, and then I will tell you what I did. Oh, okay. Well, I had read that there people were reserving Airbnbs in Ukraine as a way to give citizens direct cash. Which is, they're not going, obviously, but they're like, they're using the app to reserve people's apartments, you know, that were, that may be gone. They may be bombed out and gone, but they're still giving them the cash. And I heard sort of differently that they are like reserving Airbnbs 
outside of the borders both. of Ukraine to house yes. refugees. I think both. Yes. And so I like I saw the link that you put up and I donated immediately. Oh, good. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yes, yeah. this is an easy way to help. Yeah. And this it goes is... directly to the need for right now. Yeah. Housing people yep. who are, you know, in that space that are. And I like the effect of I mean, I love to try to give directly. I would love if that's a thing that, you know, works in a way. But then again, I don't know. I like to fund the aid organizations because yes. they are, you know, boots on the ground and they're putting money into things that they know where the need is most. And the International Refugee Committee is a good way to do that, I believe, IRC. Yeah. Um, But yes, I liked the fact that they were creating housing for refugees. Okay, we're going to take a break, you guys. We'll see you at the second hour.